morning. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off. We're starting, with Hashem's help, the fifth chapter. Yevamis, page 50. The, when a person dies childless, so the wife, the surviving brothers, have a mitzvah either to marry her, it's called a yibum, or to do a chalitza. Biblically, those are the only two options. If he's intimate with her, then she becomes his wife, and the chalitza is then she's like divorced from him, and then she's free. But the rabbi said, and what if you do a maimer, you do a regular betrothal? Doesn't work. That doesn't make you a wife. With a regular woman just doing a betrothal, she becomes a full-fledged ishtish to you. He's married, but has no zero effect. The sister-in-law has zero effect. It biblically, it doesn't do anything. A divorce, if you divorce, one divorces his wife, it's effective. But in the case of a sister-in-law that's bound to you, get does zero, doesn't do anything. Again, the option is only a chalitza or a yib. But rabbinically, it is a, rabbinically, it, it does have an effect. We do count it. We do count the betrothal like it's a marriage and the rabbis also instituted that every yibam you should do first a maimon and then, and then be intimate with her you should, should go through like a regular process of regular marriage so rabbinically the betrothal is, is considered as if you married her and then you need a get a regular get chalitza is not enough you still have to do a chalitza because you're still bound to her if you, if you choose not to, not to consummate the marriage. But you also need a get, because you married her, betrothed. And a chalitza, a get is considered a get, it's like, like you did a chalitza. With all the implications, that just like when you marry someone, you become prohibited to all the relatives. Also when you divorce someone, you remain prohibited to all the relatives. And so too also, once you give a yibu, once you give a, once you do a maimer, once you do a get, Everything applies it's as if she's considered as if she's a regular wife that you divorced or you married and and it's forever a close relatives are forbidden. And then also, just like once you do a yibum, once you do a chalitza, none of the other brothers then have an option to marrying her. She's she's you only get one. One brother gets to do one act, yibum or chalitza. Once you, one of them does a yibum or chalitza, she's off limits to the other brothers forever. She can never marry any of the other brothers. So too, once one of the brothers does a maimah or a get, so she becomes prohibited. The other, no, none of the other brothers could decide to marry, to marry her. It's off the table. Of course, she's still bound to them, so the only option is you have to give her a chalitz. So, so that's the implication of this maimer and and um, and a get. So Amiel says there's no get after a get. Once you give a get, let's say, then once one of the brothers, or let's say a, a person left left two widows. The the the, the brother who died childless left. Two widows. 
And the Yavam gave each of them a get. So the second get has no validity. Once you give one get, it's done. So it's counted as if, like, you gave a chalitza. And you become prohibited to all of her relatives. The brother, the surviving brother, who gave a get to this woman, becomes prohibited to all of her relatives. But the get that he gives to the other one, that get doesn't count. It's as if it never happened. There's no get after a get. The whole get is only rabbinic. There's no real get here. There's no, even if you're just bound to her. The get doesn't mean anything. But rabbinically, it means something. But that's only the first get, not the second get. So the second get is the second one. You're not prohibited from her her relatives. You can marry all all of her relatives. Or there were two brothers, two surviving brothers. So the first one that gave a get, that's the only valid get that you have to take into account. If the other brother then gives a get to the other to the gives a get, it has no validity. If the other brother gives the same woman a get, his get has no validity. She already got a get from one of the brothers. The mother will explain the reasoning for that Magamliel. There's, there's two, 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 two different reasons. Again, if you have two a wife and a co-wife, two widows, and they fall before one brother, and he does a mimer to one of them, and then he does a mimer to the other one. Or there's one wife and two surviving brothers, and one brother does a mimer to her, and then another, another brother does a mimer to her. So again, it's the first mimer, he's allowed to marry her. But the, the, the second one, the, the other brother, or the, or the second one he gives a mimer to, that, that's not an option, he cannot marry her. Because it's already spoken for. Once you give a maimer, it's the equivalent of a yibum. Once you do yibum, that's it. You can't. Another brother can't do yibum, and you can't do yibum to to, to the co-wife. Mm-hmm. Once one of the brothers does a biila, is intimate with the wife. So then, if another brother goes ahead doesn't count it's not a yibum or, or with another wife or with the other wife it doesn't it doesn't count it's only you get one chance whoever the first one to do the yibum that's marriage and everything else it's not it's not yibum the one who does the be uh, he's forbidden to all the relatives the other brother he did a forbidden act you're not allowed to but it doesn't prohibit the relatives you can still marry a person's relatives there's no chalitza after a chalitza. Once one of the brothers gives a chalitza to one of the wives, then he can no longer. Then the other chalitza doesn't mean anything. It's meaningless. And therefore, you're allowed to marry her if the other brother does another chalitza. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. You can marry her relatives. The rabbis say the rabbis disagree with Ram They argue. They say yes, get after get. There is a get after get. You can do a get after a get, and both get have validity. If there's two wives, and you give a get to both of them, you're prohibited to both of the relatives. <laughs> or if two brothers give a get to the same the same wife, they're both prohibited to all the relatives. The same if two brothers. You give a maimer to one woman, or 
one gives a maimer to two women. <laughs> so, it's, they're equally valid. Because anyway, they're both not 100%. They're both only rabbinic. So equally valid. So either one of, so both of them become prohibited to all their relatives. And either one of them could, could, could consummate the marriage. One of the, whoever goes first, I guess, consummates the marriage. But they agree. Once you do a biblical process, it's 100%, you do a bilah, you're intimate with it. One of the brothers is intimate with it, one of the wives. We do a chalitza, that's it. Then whatever you do afterwards is meaningless. If you do a bilah, you're doing an aveda, but there's no yibum, there's no, there's no prohibition on the relatives. If you do a chalitza, it's meaningless. It's, nothing happens. Keitza. How? What if? What if there's a single Yavam and a single Yavam? He's not elaborating in the previous case. He's saying, Keter, he's giving an example how this is possible. It's a new case. A single Yavam, there's one wife and there's one brother, surviving brother. So what if he does a mimer, betrothes her like a regular woman, gives her a ring, gives her a value, but not and he gives her a get, and then gives her a get. He did both. He gave her a mimer, betrothed her, and then he divorced her. Yeah, you still need a chalitza. Now you can't marry her because once you divorce her, it's equivalent of a chalitza, so you can't then take her. You do a mimer, you can then take her, be intimate with her, consummate with her. But once you gave her a get, it's like the equivalent. The rabbi says the equivalent of a chalitza. Once you give her a chalitza, there's no going back, so you can't be intimate with her. But you still, you still bound to her. She's still bound to you, so you have to do a chalitza. Also, mimer vachalitza. What if he did a mimer and a chalitza? First, he did a maimah to betroth her, and then he gave her a chalitza. So the chalitza undoes the, ba- the bond of uh, the Yavama. But he did a maimah. She's like betrothed to you. It's considered as if, as if you married her. So therefore, you also need a get. You need a get to undo the maimah. A chalitza does not undo a maimah. Chalitza undoes the bond, the zika. But it doesn't undo a maimah, which makes it the equivalent as if you married her. Chalitza can't undo a marriage. Once you married her, I need a proper get. So since a mimer is considered like a proper marriage, rabbinically, so you need a get. So you need both. So you need a get. Okay, the mission is not done yet. What if he made him a mimer and then he consummated the marriage? A ball. This is the this is the mitzvah. This is proper. This is what the rabbis say. The rabbis instituted that every yivama first you should do a mimer. And then, then you consummate. It should be like a regular marriage, even though biblically it doesn't count. And then you consummate. What if he starts with a get? He gives her a get. Off the bat. And then he betrothes her. Maimah. The maimah is effective. It's like you married her. Because the get, since the get is considered like a chalitza, so it's as if you gave her a chalitza, 
what happens if you marry a woman you gave a chalitza to? It's, it's prohibited. You're not allowed to, but it's a marriage. So it needs, now you need a maimah. You need a proper get. You need a get from that marriage. But you still need a chalitza because the bond is still there. Neither the get nor the maimah doesn't do anything biblically. So you need a chalitza biblically to sever that bond. But, sin, but rabbinically, since you did a get, which is like a chalitz, she's free. And you marry, you're not, you're not allowed to marry her, but you went ahead and you did. You gave her a maimet. You betrothed her. So she's considered your wife. So I need a get for that. So get, get, when Gamliel agree with this, Ram Gamliel says there's no maimet after maimet, and there's no get after get. But even Ram Gamliel will agree that there is a maimet after a get. There is a validity of a maimet after a get. What if Nasan get? First he gives her a get, which is the equivalent of a chalitza, and then he went ahead and cohabited with her, which he's not allowed to. The rabbis say that a get is the equivalent of a chalitza. Once you do a chalitza, there's no going back. So, but, but, but biblically, biblically, the bill is good. She's married to you. So what you have to do is see get v'chalitza. I'm saying nothing. Get the ball. There's no validity after the chalitz. No, nothing. I'm sorry. Nothing. Get the ball. Get. You need a get because now she's ball. As he did a get, which is the equivalent of a chalitz, right? Rabbinically, it's the equivalent of a chalit. And you're not allowed to be intimate. Ubal, he was intimate. He can't live with her. He has a divorce. He needs a get. Because biblically, it's a, it's, he's married to her. Ubal, he's married to her. But rabbinically, he's not allowed to. So he has a divorce. But he also needs a chalit. Why? Because rabbinically, since a get is the equivalent of a chalit, so the bia, the intimacy that he had, was after chalitza. Uh, intimacy is after chalitza is nothing. Mm-hmm. So rabbinically, the intimacy that he had with her does not acquire. Right. The intimacy that he had with her is, does, does not acquire rabbinically. So therefore, he, but he's still then he's still bound banter because he never did a chalitza. He never did a proper yibum. It's not a proper yibum. It's not a proper intimacy. Proper intimacy is when there's no get. If you give a get, it has to be an a intimacy before, before a chalitza. A get is like a chalitza. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the proper yibim, it wasn't the proper intimacy. So therefore, rabbinically, he's not really his wife. So he never really did a proper yibim. So he never did a yibim, never did a chalitza. That's why you have to give a chalitza. A yibim is not an option because you're not allowed to live with her because you divorced her, you did a chalitza. Rabbinically, is considered like a chalitza. Once you do a chalitza, there's no going back. You're not allowed to ever be into it with her. So that's not an option. It's not proper. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, but he was intimate with her. Improperly. Mm-hmm. So it's an improper yibum. So he's still bound, bound her. That's why he needs a chalitza. So you need a chalitza and a get. Okay. You need a get because biblically he's, she's 100% bound. She's married to him now. Mm-hmm. So you need a get. But he's not allowed to live with her. So you need a get. But rabbinically, it's an improper yibum. Therefore, he never, she never, never did a proper procedure with her. So you need a chalitz. A get with chalitz. Nosen get with chalitz. What if he gives a get? And then he does a chalitz. 
So the get is equivalent of a chalitza. And, but biblically, he never did anything to her. So she's still bound to him. So he needs a chalitza. So he gives a chalitza and you're all done. Finish. That's, there's nothing after the chalitza. It's perfect. The chalitza is perfect. Even though it's a deficient chalitza. Because since, why is it deficient? Because since he gave a get, once he gave a get, which is the equivalent of a chalitza, you can't do a yibum. Whenever you can't do a yibum, if you can't do a yibum, then the chalitza is deficient. A chalitza is a substitute for a yibum. Since in this case you can't do a yibum, it's not an option. You can't be intimate with her because it's the equivalent of a chalitza. You already gave her a chalitza, so yibum is not an option. So whenever yibum is not an option, the chalitza that you do is deficient. But nevertheless, you, do, you have to do it. There's no other option. What are you going to do? You can't do a yibum. You still bound her, so you have to give her a chalitza. And it's effective. It's effective chalitza, and it completely dissolves the bond, and she's free to marry anyone. And now she becomes biblically prohibited. Now he becomes biblically prohibited to marrying a relative. Mm-hmm. Once you do a chalitza, then it's, it's not rabbinic. Or a real chalitza, a proper chalitza. It's not a get. Chalitza. So chalitza, then biblically... Oh, no. Then it becomes... I'm sorry. Then it becomes prohibited. Biblically, it's not allowed to remarry. It's so he says, What do you mean, a chalitza klum? So, so once you do a chalitza, then you're not allowed to marry her. So it's a prohibition to remarry her, to do anything with her. So that's why Rabbi, we learned, Rabbi Kiva says, the Imam said this is the opinion of Rabbi Kiva, that whenever there's a prohibition, there's no marriage. He's not even an option. He can't even marry her. If he marries her, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's prohibited. So the marriage has no validity. Again, the Gemara will explain why. Why the difference? Why we just said a deficient, be a deficient intimacy. It's not good enough, and you still need a chalitza. But a deficient chalitza, in this case, is a good chalitza, and completely dissolves the zika, and prohibits him biblically from marrying her. So much so, that according to Rabbi Akiva, if he doesn't marry, it's not, it's not considered a marriage. And, and the children will be considered bastards. Okay. So you might as well explain why there's this thing. Chalats, what if he performs a chalitza? Then, either performed a maimer, or nasan get, or he gave her a get, or a ball. One of the three. After he does a chalitza, afterwards, which is proper, biblically, that's what you have to do. You give a chalitza, then he does a maimer, he betrothes her. But then he gives her a divorce, or then he's intimate with her. Oy ball, or first he's intimate with her. The way it's proper, the way Titus says, he's intimate without doing a mimer first. He's just intimate with her right away. 
and then and then he does a maimer, he betrothes her, or not some get, or he gives her a get, or a chalit, or he does a chalitza. Ain't a chalitza It doesn't mean anything. It has no validity. Because once you do a chalitza, that's it. It dissolves the zika bond. There's no bond. Only mentions chalitza, he's going, he refers to both. Once you do a chalitza, once you do a yibum, that's it. The zika bond is completely dissolved. If he married her, if he's intimate with her, she's his full-fledged wife. And then if he gives a get, he gives a get. You don't need another chalitza after it's done. If she becomes his full-fledged wife. And he could remarry her, like, 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 like any divorcee, he can remarry her. If after he does yibum, he gives her a chalitza, it's meaningless. <laughs> I give my wife a chalitza, it's a joke. It doesn't mean anything, it's no validity. So what do you mean after a chalitza, maimed is nothing? What do you mean? If I give her a, a chalitza, I'm not allowed to marry her, but if I marry her, I guess, according to Rabbi Kiva, I can't marry her. The betrothal means nothing. A get truly means nothing. Boal. This idea that you can't marry her, according to Rabbi Akiva, since it's prohibited, once you do a chalitza, and therefore you're prohibited to her, so Bia is one of the options of Kedushim. You can't make a Kedushim with her. You can't give her a ring, you can't give her a star, you can't do Bia. It doesn't, it doesn't make it a marriage. She's not your wife. And, the, and therefore she doesn't become, you know, so... But if Achas Yivam... It's the same. This applies whether there's one Yavam attached to one Yavam. There's only one widow to one surviving brother. And the same law applies. is if there's two widows, to one Yavam. How? How? If the Yavam did a Maimer with this Yavam, and a Maimer with the other, with a co-wife, So the rabbis say, there is a Maimer after Maimer. So then you would need two, two Gitten, and you still need a Chalitza. You, you didn't take care of the, the Zika, the Ban. What if Maimer Bezu get Bezu? What if he gave a, a Maimer to one, and he did a Git to the other one? Sich get Chalitza. So, so you need a get, a get, and a chalitza. Both of them need a get, but a chalitza you can do with one of them. Maimer bazu balazu. If you did a maimer with this yivama and then cohabited with the other yivama with the other wife, tichoshnegit and a chalitza. So you said you still need a chalitza because it was a defective via, defective intimacy, but you still need shnei because the maimed is like marriage, and the ball really is effective biblically. So you are married to her, so you need two gitin and a chalitza. Maimed bezu, v'chalot lezu, if you did a maimed to one, you did a chalitza to the other, all you need is the first one needs a get, because the maimed is like you've married her, it's like a beer. But the chalitza that you did to the other one is effective for both of them. It dissolves a zikaban. All you need is one chalitza to one wife and it dissolves everyone. It dissolves a zikaban. 
What if get lezuva get lezu? He gives a get to one wife and then gives a get to the other. Because the get is equivalent of a chalitza, but biblically you still need a chalitza. Get lezu a ball lezu. You give a chalitza a chalitza to one of them. Get lezu a ball lezu. What if you gave a get to one of them? And then you were intimate with the other. So once you do a get, equivalent of a chalitza, so the bill be is a defective. Because you're not allowed to marry. Once you do a, a, a chalitza to one of them, that's it. But you went ahead and did a beer. To the other one. To the other one. But it's a defective beer. Rabbinically, it's not allowed. Fine. But on the other hand, you did a beer, so you took care of business, but it's a defective beer. So you need a get. So you need a get. So you need a get and a chalitza. You need a get from the beer. Because now you're married to her, but the rabbis don't allow you to stay married to her. Because because it was a defective beer. After the chalitza, the first the first get was like a, considered like a chalitza. After chalitza, that's it. You're done. You're not allowed to marry the why, other why one. Need, why does he need to get that? Because biblically, it's a good beer. Biblically, he's married her. So you need a get. You need a proper is, get. All you did is the get with the first For the one. beer, yeah. Oh, there was no chalitza. Yeah. And then, now you need a chalitza to, to free both of them. Get lezu, maimah bezu. What if you did a get to this one? You did a maimah to the other one. As you get, you need a get to undo the maimah. You still need a chalitza. You didn't do anything. You didn't need a chalitza. You can't marry. That's not an option. Because once you give a get, it's the equivalent of a chalitza. Once you do a chalitza to one of them, it's done. You can never marry any of them. So the maimer, you can't consummate the maimer. You can't consummate the marriage. You have to give a get for the maimer. And you need a chalitza to undo the zika bond, the bond. You have to do something that's biblical. You didn't do anything. You can't do a beer. You can't be intimate, so the only option that's left, you have to do a chalitza to, to one of them, then they're free. Will the chalitza undo having relations with her? A chalitza undoes the zika bond. Right. That brother, the banter, you have to do a chalitza or a beer. There's only two options biblically. But if, but if he did be with her. But he can't do beer. Rabbinically, he can't do beer, because once he gave a get, it's equivalent of a chalitza, beer is not an option. Fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the spinning. Okay. Yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> See the doctor. Get <laughs> What if he gave a get? Yeah. So he said to get v'chalitza. Get lezu v'chalitza lezu. If he gave a get to one, did a chalitza to the other. In a chalitza club, after the chalitza, nothing is done. It's done. It's finished. Chalitza is proper. And biblically, you're not allowed to marry her. It's a prohibition. And therefore, even if you do anything, according to Rabbi Kiva, it's not a marriage. Okay. What if chalatz v'chalatz? What if he performed a chalitza with one yivama and then there's a chalitza with another yivama? Same man. Oy chalatz. Yeah, the same one. And there were two widows. He does a chalitza with one, and then does a chalitza with the other. Or chalitza, or he does a chalitza with one of them. And then what's a maimer? And then he does a maimer, or nothing get, he gives a get, or a ball, and he cohabits the other one. A ball, a ball, he cohabits with one, and then he's intimate with the other one as well. 
a ball, or is he intimate with one? What's a maimer? Or then, either he does a maimer, betrothes, or he gives a get, or v'cholas to the other one. In all of these cases, in achar achalitza club. After chalitza, if you first start out with a chalitza, he means the same thing also. And or after be another once you do something properly that's biblical a chalitza or a bia everything's terminated. everything's terminated. There's no more zika ban. You're not allowed to marry them. So whatever you do later has zero validity. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't add anything. Doesn't mean anything. Now ben That's a case of one surviving brother and two wives. The same would be ben or two surviving brothers and one. And one and one widow. The same would apply. All these rules: if one brother did this, and the other brother then went ahead with the same woman, and then gave her a maimer a chalitza, the same rules would apply. What's the pecking order for the brothers? Then the Mishnah says, Cholat. What if he did a chalitza first? Then Vasa Maimer nothing get the ball, and then either he gave her a Maimer betrothed her or gave her a get, or he said do it with her. Oh, you have a ball. First he did a Bila, proper Bila first, and then afterwards, oh, you have Maimer, oh, nothing get or he gave her a Chalitza. Ena Chalitza Klum, like he repeats what he just said earlier, after Chalitza or after Bia, it's done, the Zika band is dissolved, and it doesn't mean anything. Now he's qualifying the statement. He's adding. It doesn't matter whether the chalitza is done at the beginning or at the middle or at the end of all the procedures. The chalitza is always the final, final say. Whether it's the first thing that the Yavim does and then he does a maimon or get or he does it between First he gives a get, and then he does a chalitza, and then he does a maimer. Or, first he does a get, and then he does a maimer, and then he does a chalitza. It doesn't matter. After the chalitza has been, has been done, it's not he's not considered married any maimer or any any intimacy after chalitza has been done you're not considered married because the chalitza dissolves the bond and then you're not allowed to marry her. And according to Rabbi Kiva, you can't marry her. It's not an option. So if one of the women, one of the, survi- the surviving widows receives a chalitza and then the other widow gets a get, she's not considered like a chalitza. It's nothing. It's not considered like a divorcee. And you can marry her relatives. Even though it was a deficient chalitza. Because uh, uh, you can't do yibum after a get, right? 
Mm-hmm. Because it's a deficient Yibam. Whenever you can, because uh, the get is equivalent, rabbinically is equivalent of a Chalitza. So it's a def- even though biblically it's good, rabbinically it's considered a deficient Yibam. Whenever you can't do Yibam, it's a deficient Chalitza. But nevertheless, he's saying that even a deficient Chalitza is, it's, it dissolves the Zika bond. And anything you do afterwards is meaningless. But Be'ila, being intimate with her, is manchi If that's the first thing that was done, then whatever happens after, then she becomes your full-fledged wife, there's no mazika ban, and then whatever you do after is meaningless. But if it's done in the middle or in the end, then anything that happens afterwards does have validity. Why? Because like we say, it's a deficient Bia, it's a deficient intimacy, because it was done after a maimer or after 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 a get, which is the equivalent of a chalitza, which rabbinically then you're not allowed to. It's considered a chalitza. You're not allowed to be intimate with her after. What? But after a maimer, it should be okay. Oh no! After you mind me, you did it with the other one, and then you did a beer with this one, and it's not okay. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. The same one. That's a mitzvah. That's ideal. That's that's what he says. Ke That's perfect. That's what the rabbis wanted. That's what the Torah wants. Biblical, rabbinic. Then you're hundred percent okay. But uh, you did one with the other. He disagrees. He says, and are the same. Since biblically, Bia is the only thing that really helps, or it doesn't matter when the Bia comes. In the middle of it, the beginning, in the end, once you do a Bia, and you dissolve the Zikaban, and you become your wife, it doesn't matter. Anything else doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. And you don't need anything after. You don't need anything. You don't need a Chalitza afterwards. I did a Bia. I'm good. Even rabbinically, you don't need anything. And then the, uh, anything else is meaningless. There's no value, it doesn't mean anything. Okay, that's the Mishnah. It took us over a half hour just to cover the Mishnah. Okay. This argument is in the Gamaliel. And the rabbis is only Whether there's a validity of a get after a get or a after a but if one get is given to Yavam and one Maimer with the Yavam, then it is affected. There's no get after get. There's no Maimer after Maimer. But a Maimer after a get, yes, it is affected, even according to Rabbi Gamliel. Right, so that if you gave, then it does help. That if you give a get, which is equivalent of a chalitza, and then you do a maimer, so you would need a get. The one you did a maimer with, the other wife, you would need a get. She would need a get. You don't say it's nothing. And, and you're not allowed, right? My time. What reason? The rabbis say that a get given to Yavam is effective. Why would a get be effective? The Titus gives only two options intimacy or chalitza. Why would a get mean anything? Since in general a get is effective, 
So the, so the rabbi said over here, it's also affected. The Amr Liman, if you're going to say that a get has no effect by Yavama, Amri, people will say, get a get is effective to allow her to be free, to marry anyone. And a chalitza has the same effect. A chalitza allows the widow to marry, to be free, to marry anyone. Mm-hmm. And since a get given to Yavama has no effect, Right? Biblically, it doesn't do anything. So I would say also, you know, chalitza doesn't help. So people would think, you give a chalitza, it doesn't do anything. And they'll come to be intimate after chalitza. Not realizing that a chalitza is affected by Yevama. And you're not allowed to be intimate with her after the chalitza. They know that a chalitza helps if you can't be free to marry anyone, but they won't realize that a chalitza does not prohibit, does, a chalitza prohibits her from marrying the one who gave her a chalitza or any of the brothers. Once you do a chalitza, they're not allowed to marry. That I wouldn't know. I would say if I give a get, and nevertheless after the get, you could be intimate with her, the get doesn't help. Doesn't doesn't affect the prohibition of not ever marrying the brothers, the brothers-in-law. So I would say a chalitza also is the same. Yes, I know, I know you need a chalitza. I see you doing a chalitza. But a chalitza is only give her permission, a green light to marry anyone she wants, including the brother-in-law. I understand. I see after a get, she can marry the brother-in-law. She can go ahead and do a yibim. One of the brothers can do a yibim with her. Of course, I know a chalitza is effective. They just do a chalitza. Not that I wouldn't think a chalitza doesn't help. We're not eliminating a chalitza. We see that's what the, the bezin is doing a chalitza with her. I would think the chalitza only affects the freer to marry whatever she wants, but including I can marry the brothers also. Yeah. So that's why they said that a get should make a prohibition. That's why the rabbi said that a get is the equivalent of a chalitza. That once you give a get, you're not allowed to marry her. So now when you do a chalitza, you realize that a chalitza also, once you do a chalitza, yes, she's free to marry anyone else, but not the brothers. Mm-hmm. The brothers. Thank you. My time, why did the rabbi say that a maimah is, is effective, that rabbinically is considered as if you were intimate with her? Why would they make such a decree? Why? And once you give a maimah, you become prohibited to all the relatives, and no one can do yibum anymore with her. Why? The only way to become your wife is through intimacy. It's not like a regular marriage. A regular marriage, kedushin or star. Here, it's only bia. That's the only option. The Torah gives. With a regular star or kesef, at least you're makadosh to him. Yeah, that that that's a kedushin, or bia is a kedushin. Here, the Torah doesn't give. The Torah just goes straight to the marriage, goes straight to the chuppah, goes straight to the intimacy. There's nothing else. You don't need that whole introduction of kedushin. You're ready. That kedushin was already done with the brother, that brother. That's all a continuation of that marriage. So why would the rabbi say that the maimer is the same as if you went to it with him? And from that point on, you can no longer, none of the other brothers can, mm-hmm. it precludes the option of them marrying her. Since maimer in general, betrothal, helps. It helped with the first brother, the brother who died. So if you're going to say that even after you do a maimer, and yet they're going to see another brother goes ahead and marries her, one brother did a maimer, which is a regular betrothal, 
and then it becomes forbidden to everyone else. And then, in this case, you're going to do a mimer, and you're going to see the next brother comes and is intimate with her. So how many people will say mimer likeness or be a likeness? Mimer acquires and be a intimacy acquires. Since mimer doesn't help, be a nami mahani. In other words, just like Maimon does not disqualify the other brothers from marrying her, so even if one brother is intimate with her, I'll say the same thing. It doesn't disqualify it. tomorrow. The next brother can go and also be intimate with her. Of course, that you're not allowed to do. Once a brother does is intimate with her, she becomes forbidden to the other brothers forever. That's why the rabbis say that a Maimon is effective and a get is effective. My time, uh, what's the reason? Why do the rabbis say that the fish in cohabitation that something could be performed after it? Why not? Since biblically you did a bia, and biblically that's the only thing that matters, and therefore it should dissolve the yibum. Whatever you do afterwards should be, should be meaningless, should render it meaningless. So answers, Amri, we can say, if it's bia. After he gave a divorce first. Because of intimacy after Chalitza. If after Chalitza, rabbinically, you're not allowed to do beer. Because of Chalitza. I know, not rabbinically. Biblically, you're not allowed. To. Biblically, you're not allowed. If you're going to allow beer after get. People want to differentiate. People will say a get and a chalitza are the same. A, chali- a get is mighty and a chalitza is mighty. So just like, uh, just like after a get, if you marry and if you do, if you're intimate and you consider that a proper yibum, Yeah, and that would be okay, but the problem is, what about biyach chalitza? Chalitza is also, I would say, after chalitza, chalitza is equivalent of a get, and therefore, after a chalitza, you can do a biyach. I can do biyach after a get. I can do biyach after chalitza. Now you're not allowed to. Once you do a chalitza, biblically, you're not allowed to. Biyach after a get, because biblically, because a get is nothing, right? But if it's a biyach that comes after betrothal, also, if you're going to allow Intimacy after Maimer, because the Maimer doesn't count, and the Bia is 100% good, then people are going to say Bia is also good. Because a Maimer betrothes and a Bia betrothes, so they want the friendship. Okay, now the mission. My time, I'm Rabban, and why? Why does the, why did the rabbi say, Hi, Chalitza, Psul, and Achara Klum? That a deficient Chalitza. There's no validity after the fish. If you do a uh, first, a get was given or a mimer, and then you do a chalitza. So the rabbi said that the fish and chalitza is not a full fledged chalitza. It doesn't matter when it was done, the beginning, the middle, the end, whenever you do a chalitza. Whatever you do after the Chalitza is nothing. So why? Why? Why did the rabbi say, Chalitza p'sul e'na chalei aklum? 
Why a defective beer? You say you do need a chalitza after the defective beer. But after a defective chalitza, you don't need anything. Mm-hmm. You don't need a, uh, you don't need anything. Why? So Amri say, my ligzer. What, what are you, you going to say? Ligzer chalitza I get from chalitza acher. Acher chalitza. What are your options? Once you do a chalitza, you can no longer be beer. If you're going to disqualify the chalitza, so what are you going to do? The only option left to you is another chalitza. So one chalitza after the other. So it's one defective chalitza after the other. So there's nothing you can do. Nigza chalitza acher get from chalitza acher chalitza. After a get, you should, you should have to have a chalitza. Then a chalitza after a get. Is not is 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 not effective because of chalitza after chalitza. You want you should make a chalitza after the get because of the decree chalitza after chalitza. If we allow a chalitza. After a get to be fully effective, then you're worried. What if there's two widows and one yogur? You may, maybe you're going to do a chalitza after chalitza with both of them. Right, that if after a get you need a chalitza, so you're going to say, you know what, after a chalitza you also need a chalitza. Okay, so what do you care? Let him do a chalitza. For the second system. Yeah, system. yeah. What do we care? You're not hurting anyone. We said the other day that it can be a problem. Because then. But if you're going to ask Ligza Chalitzacha Maimim from Chalitzacha Bia, what about after Maimim? If he does a Maimim first and then he does a Chalitz. So we should say the Chalitz after Maimim should not be effective. Because I'm worried Chalitz after Bia. Chalitzacha Bia. I would think if a chalitza is good after a maimah, I would think a chalitza after b is also good. It's also effective. If a chalitza after maimah is effective, people will know the difference. Maimah and b are the same thing to them. It makes you your wife. So if a bia, if a chalitza after maimed is effective, a bia after after uh, after uh, bia, I would, chalitza after bia, I would think is also effective. And then, and then you're going to think that a chalitza is enough. Really, she needs a proper get. Once you do a intimacy with her, she becomes your full-fledged wife. A chalitza doesn't do anything. So if a chalitza after maimed is effective. Mm-hmm. And it works, and now she's free to marry. So I would think after he does beer with her, he'll do a chalitza, and then she's free. <laughs> but really, she's an HSC, she's a married woman. So the answer is, I'm not worried about that. Why? Because even a chalitza after a maima, even when you do a chalitza, it is effective, yes. But I need a get for the maima. Right, right, right. So, 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 even if, so I'll learn from there. So yes, she's free to marry her, but she still needs a get. Because he did a beer with him. Okay, we'll stop over here. Tomorrow we'll explain the reason of the argument in Rabbi Gamliel. What's Rabbi Gamliel's? What's Rabbi Gamliel? And the argument of Rabbi Gamliel and the rabbis. Why Rabbi Gamliel says there's no maimon after maimon. 
There's no, there's no get after get, and the rabbis say there is. We continue. Have a wonderful day.